So let's see. Oh, it's ready. It's live, man. Yeah. Boom. Let's see if this is working right because I'm new to this platform. Hey, Oliver, how are you, man? Good to have you here. Doing fantastic, Jose. Thank you for the four minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying out this new platform, StreamYard, because it has so many good features. So, for example, this is a feature I want to try out with you guys who are viewing this live. You can write a question or whatever, and I'll hit your, your comment and it will appear in right down below like this. Check this out. Um, if see. I click your comment, you'll see something like that right down below, as you can oh, see. Very cool. So if you have any questions, just ask it and I'll be sure to click it. Hey, so we have the first one. Hey guys, love your stuff. Thank you, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, thank you for joining. And Happy Sunday. That's enough. That's enough about me. Show us your mug, Oliver. Isn't I've that Gary Helbert? I've got a nice Gary Halbert coffee stain mug right here. You can see some uh, stuff is happening. And then look at this part here. <laughs> nice. I like it, man. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. You know what? We've got to stay social in these, what do they say? Unprecedented times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, these, these are good times for me. Unfortunately, not, for, I, not everyone can say that, but for me, it has been a very good time for for my family for myself i've grown as a human i've become more in love with my wife i've been able to spend more time with my kids although i just want them to go to school now <laughs> but i school are, are basically online right now which is in my opinion not good for a four-year-old but that's okay that's okay um hopefully we open schools here in the so in in november yeah so me. hold on here so in the dominican republic gyms are open Yep. There's not too many measures, but schools for some reason are not open. Are closed. And I have no hmm. idea why, man, because kids don't get sick. You know, my one year old got sick with the virus in February. Really? I just yeah, okay. I, I had the, the, the he was we got him tested yesterday and he has like the antibodies, meaning that he okay. got it. And we more or less knew because he was having some respiratory stuff. He spent like one month in, in like in, in constant, like okay. with constant breathing problems. But we just assumed he, he had some kind of pneumonia because we didn't know this about this thing that's happening right now. But he got, he got fixed. And I assume that I also got it because I was very sick during that time too. My wife got, got sick during that time too. My wife's family, his dad also proved he got the virus. After, right. Afterwards he discovered he got the virus. He was sick for that time too. And my, my dad got the, everyone like, everyone I know got the virus, but no, no, no one actually, you know, went to the other side which I'm grateful for that. But that's that's too much about that thing. I want to talk about, you know, yeah, persuasion, business. lead generation mm -hmm. and and sales, man. And I want to use I want to ask you this first question I have for you. So, how did you get started in this thing of sales and what inspired you to to actually keep moving forward on it? So we can go a couple directions here, right? So yep. sales in general, career-wise, years ago, or more focused on self-employment, agency, and, and all that stuff. Maybe I'll just say, um, you've seen this before, right? Everything is sales. Every interaction 
is some form of persuasion. So that that's kind of the first thing to recognize. We often, we, not you and me, but many people will stigmatize sales. Sales is dirty. People are trying to get money out of people. And the truth is, it's just an exchange, right? You're trying yep. to convince people to do something, to have a certain opinion. Um, so I realized that relatively early in life, I spent a lot of my, my career in the corporate world directly in sales, building sales teams and then doing marketing. Uh, but I think for your audience, what people are most interested in is finding clients probably. Would that be, would that be a fair? Uh, well, that's the biggest pain thing? that most people have. You know, when you, you, even if you're a, a proficient at what you do, mm-hmm. finding clients is the most painful task because you usually get too many no's or you don't know where to find them mm-hmm. or you don't know how to email them or how to do a cold pitch or whatever. So yeah, why not talk about how to find clients and how to pitch your yeah. offers in a way that someone says yes. Let's talk about that. So, how- so- I like, and I'm sorry to interrupt you there, uh, Jose. Let, let me just build on what you just said, right? So you've got, you need something to sell, obviously, right? And let, let's kind of put our scope as we're doing some kind of service, right? We're not talking about e-com. We're talking about freelancing, agency work, and rendering a service. So obviously you need a skill to deliver an outcome to your clients. And mm-hmm. that's, that's super important, obviously. Um, but that alone, the fact that you are good at what you do is only a small part of the equation, right? And then you can look at lead generation, and then you can look at the actual sales exercise. So a discovery call or a strategy session. So a really big word that I focus on a lot is specificity. Specificity meaning you have to communicate very clearly who you can help and what you can help them with. And there's a difference between, let's just say SEO, right? So everyone could benefit from SEO, but SEO is a solution to a specific problem. If you just say, my name is John, I do SEO, that's not very compelling, right? But if you say something like, my name is John, I help plumbers get more clients without paid ads, right? So it's about positioning and dialing in your message in a way where that specific customer avatar that you're going after can understand that you can help them. So that's the first thing is having a specific clear offer and it's about who you help and it's about what you actually help them with. And rarely is the exact mechanic of the thing that you do, whether that's Facebook ads, whether that's design, whether that's a website or SEO, the actual problem you're solving. You're using a solution to get to a specific outcome. So I think that's the first thing, clarity in who you're helping uh, about what problem and specificity in who specifically you're, you're helping, right? And that's the whole idea of picking a niche. So I think that's the first thing that you have to solve for what specific problem you're solving for who that that's the first thing does that make sense for you, you? Know, that's a good thing that's a good thing because for example one of our viewers elegant 101 just ask us how do i start working and what do i sell well what you just said is part of the answer you find a market you you offer them something on how to help them 
you um, state your offer in a way that's specific for that market, being clear with what you are offering, which is one of the biggest thing that someone who's starting out usually fails at. They're not specific enough. So when someone, mm -hmm. and not clear enough with their offers, which makes the, <laughs> the potential clients a little bit uncomfortable when they hop into a sales call with you or you send them an email. They just say, well, like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't even know what you're selling. So being specific with your offer is one of the, the biggest yeah. ways to get people actually to pay you. Now, now, regardless of where you are in, in your career, being specific is actually, a, it's not as simple as just saying, hey, be specific with your offers. So I would like to talk a little bit more about how to be more specific how to convey your offer in a clearer manner and how yeah. to make sure that the prospects that you have on a phone call or you send them a cold email actually understands what they're getting into. And by the way, if you're listening to right now on live, you can ask us some questions and I'll make sure that just as elegant one-on-one, -on -one, you find your, your questions down below and we'll answer it live for you. So, so yeah. let, let, let me just, yeah, for, for elegant specifically and for others, right? I think, the very first thing, Jose, you said a market, I'm going to even go one, one step further. Really what you're doing is you're looking for a problem, right? So let's create this definition. All business is about helping someone achieve an outcome. The outcome could be problem-based. So removing a problem, taking away something painful or fulfilling a desire. Both of them can work. Generally, it's slightly easier to help people get rid of a problem, right? And there's a million problems we can talk about. In the context of working from home, assuming that you're going to do a service, if you first find a problem and, you know, there, there's a short list of things you can look for, right? And businesses that want more clients, maybe they want more of a specific type of client. And maybe they get enough attention, but they're not good at getting those clients to take the first action. And maybe they are getting sales calls or requests, but they don't get enough yeses for enough no's. Maybe they don't have big enough lifetime value, meaning they are transactional as opposed to establishing a more long-term relationship. So you want to find a specific problem and then you have to discover what is the skill that you need to solve this problem. So if you already have a skill, then you can look for problems you can solve with your skill. Because of the way you, you framed your question, what do I sell? Really, the question you want to ask yourself, Allegan, is what problem can I solve? Do I want to solve? And then what is close to my current skill set and what might be the gap between what I need to do to successfully solve this problem and what I already know. And I'll add one more thing here. It's one thing to find a problem. It's one thing to have a skill. Then it's about, Jose, you said a market. One thing that you don't hear that much about is how can you reach that market? There are specific people that you can reach relatively easily. Uh, and I'll just take two, two drastic examples. Um, I work with dentists. The benefit is dentists have money. Dentists do procedures that are not cheap. So it's not crazy to charge a dentist, let's say three, four, five thousand dollars a month. 
But getting a dentist on the phone is very difficult. Uh, you probably end up sending thousands of emails or doing paid ads, where if you pick something where the person you're helping, let's pick a, a, a small business, right? Let's say a plumber or a roofer, there's a good chance you can just call a roofer or a plumber and he or she will pick up the phone directly. So while the average plumber or roofer may not have a huge marketing budget, your ability to reach them is really high. So that's the other piece. Find a problem, identify what skill you need to solve this problem, and then you need to actually be able to reach people. So then that's where your lead generation efforts come in. And assuming you don't have deep knowledge or big budget to, to do ads, then you need to get into cold outreach. So maybe Jose, we can go in that direction of what are some of the cold outreach techniques and how you should go about that. You know, that, that's quite a, a interesting um, way to, to hop into the, to the other thing I wanted to talk with you. Um, the lead generation and the cold outreach, which are very related. So, um, so let's say that someone doesn't have the budget for ads or for buying expensive software or for hiring someone to set up all their stuff, their scheduler, yeah. their, their funnels or whatever they need for their lead generation. How can someone that doesn't have that kind of, let's say, technical skill and bu or budget get started with the lead generation that, you know, actually gets them <laughs> the client? Yeah, so, th so there, there's, there's a couple of things, right? So I'll go, I'll go back to finding a problem, understanding what the solution to the problem will be. And then it's really going to be about making a short list of those things. You, on the one hand, you do want to get specific and you don't want to say like, I help anyone do anything. You know, that, that won't be compelling. The, the old uh, saying of, if you talk to everyone, you talk to no one, right? But you, you probably want to make yourself a short list of problems and markets that you can help. And, you know, and, and we can probably reduce the skills here to you'll, you can do writing for people. So copywriting kind of thing. Uh, maybe you will run ads for people. Maybe you'll build a website. Maybe you'll do some design work. And that's probably the kind of things that you'll do. Right? if you're watching this live, that's probably the, the kind of skills that you can deploy and, and learn. So the next thing is making a list of specific markets, specific problems that you have an opportunity to solve, and then creating metrics for yourself in how easy or difficult it is to reach that person, right? So mm -hmm. and just, just as you said, Jose, if you don't have a, a budget for ads, and, and even I would say, even if you do, you do want to validate that you have a compelling enough offer. So let, let's just keep it simple. Let's say we stick to cold calling, uh, cold emails and cold outreach. Cold outreach might be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn um, on one hand. And then you've got demonstrating your expertise in, in groups like Facebook groups. So you want to pick a few things. And um, again, for the sake of argument, there's a million niches, but let's just say things in the home renovation space, maybe roofers. Um, service-based businesses that you can help, uh, maybe healthcare professionals like massage therapists, like uh, yoga, like dentists, and then establish a game plan, right? So your goal is ultimately to get these people on the phone. So 
getting a list of people you can call, you can email, you can message, uh, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. And mm -hmm. then, you know, iterating on a compelling enough message, Let, let's say a hundred messages or a hundred emails per niche. You have to look at, I don't think we need to go into the granular aspects of email deliverability, but that's an important metric for, for people. And then seeing if you send a hundred messages to three or four different niches, how many people get back to you, right? It doesn't mean they say, hey, take my money, but how many people are interested in learning more? How many people are interested in booking a call? That will start to give you a sense of, are you resonating with these markets? If really no one is getting back to you and you've solved for deliverability, then that means that there's a messaging problem or a copywriting problem. So you want to solve for that first. Then assuming you get people on the phone, and then it's a sales thing. So um, a, you know, a good ratio when you start is something around 20% uh, successful closes, right? So if you get 10 roofers on the phone, uh, you should be able to get about two to say yes to you to, to become clients. And then it becomes a sales uh, optimization thing and then your actual offer. Right. So being able to clearly communicate that you can help them. And it might be a confidence thing in the beginning. It might be that they don't have the, the confidence that you can help them. And we should acknowledge here that when you start, by definition, you don't have testimonials, you don't have social proof. So that's normal, right? Um, yeah. There are people who just won't do business with you as a newbie, you don't have to tell people you're a newbie, but people can kind of figure out, right? And that's okay. And the goal is really to get that first client, those first two or three clients to be able to get a testimonial. So it's less about money. It's more about putting your skills to the test and doing a good enough job that people are comfortable giving you a testimonial. So that, that's kind of how I would think about it, um, Jose. Let's talk about the technical part because um, sure. that's what makes people insane <laughs> they just don't know how how to do this and they just start focusing on which apps they should be using and how to reach out to these people so i want to talk a little bit about that and i have some ideas that i think you you might also agree with and let's talk about like cold outreach with email which is the sure. in my opinion the easiest and less mental draining way to reach a people because you don't have to be calling people out of the blue, which is, <laughs> man, I hate that. Calling someone that doesn't know who I am. Hey, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And trying to, to convince <laughs> them into having a conversation with a complete stranger. To me, that's like, nah, screw that. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want that kind of a thing in my life. So I actually prefer cold outreach with, with email, with email or with whatever. And I'll refer to black hat wizard with double D at the end which he, he is very good at cold outreach with emails. Yeah. And you should follow him on Twitter. It's at Black Hat Wizard with double D at the end. He, he sells good products on how to, how to have these, these kind of cold outreaches with email and how to convince people into hopping into a call. But, but besides that, let's assume that you already have some clients. You have some success. I don't want to talk about specific about being a total noob right now. I want to talk with someone who's making five, 10, 15, or even more thousand dollars a month 
and has already the proof that their stuff works. So um, what, how can they find these people online? Which apps could they use to get people into, the, into, into a phone call? And then how to follow up on them? So with the first thing, how can they find these people? Which apps do you suggest? Or should it be just going into Google, Google, for, Google um, Maps and just finding people there? So you do that, by the way. Your, your assumption is... Um, they already have I clients. Already, they have results. Have, I'm, okay, so I, I'm a freelancer. Or I have an agency. I want to help people. Okay, so there's, there's different tools where you can get lists of people in a specific niche. Um, one of them, I can't think of the, the specific name. I, I'm sure I can, I can find it and we can add it. But there, there are... Hunter.io, I think, is one good tool to one, find emails. Um, I feel like one of them has the word, the number seven in it. Um, D seven lead finder. Yes, thing? yes, yes. This, yes, thank you. So basically, the, the, the first building block, assuming we're, we're going into cold email, so it's finding a list of people in a specific niche, in a specific mm -hmm. category. Um, so the D7 lead finder is the one I was talking about. So I've used that in the past. So you can buy a list of leads of people in a specific category. And that's probably worth your time. Even if you get a, a list of a thousand people and five or 600 are, are just not good. And if you just, let me take one step back. Even when you start, or if you already kind of, you know, you have 5, 10, 15, 20K of monthly revenue, um, you have to think in terms of system and, and what can scale, right? So what mm -hmm. you described was they have going into Google Maps uh, or, or Google My Business. That can supplement your research once you have a, a lead that has some potential. But if you start making lists manually instead of buying lists, um, you know, maybe you, perfect, you, you have that lead. So that's one of many tools. If you Google D7 lead finder, you'll find that in a bunch of competitors. And that yep. one I've used, I know works well. There's other ones. So that gives you a spreadsheet with, with a list of, of people. Um, then there are other tools. Again, I'd have to go to my bookmarks to see what, what's what, what are the specific names. There's other tools to supplement uh, that list. So you can try to get an idea of, okay, I've got these thousand people. Can I put a Facebook profile attached to this? Can I put a name? Can I put a face? What information do I actually have, right? Hunter.io so helps you with some of that. Okay. Also, um, Sales Navigator from LinkedIn, LinkedIn helps yeah. you a lot with the with the with linking people with social media and finding their emails and just having like really simple DM conversation with them instead of emails. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Keep, keep no, going. no, it, it, this is helpful. So you, you know, there's some people call it supplementing a list, augmenting a list. There's different words to describe it, but you want you want to get a a relatively uh, big decent list, right? And yep. then sending actual messages. Uh, so I, I'll quote or paraphrase or, or friend uh, cold email wizard. The goal of a first email is to actually land in the inbox, right? So that's the first thing. The first thing you're solving for is email deliverability. So some of the quick things to do there, you want to warm up your email and you don't want to put links or you don't want to be too aggressive in your first email. And you want to personalize that email. 
there are tools you can use to to send emails and semi-automatically or automatically yet having some personalization and mailshake is one of those tools if i if i was just starting or you know really wanted to do this seriously i would start with that list of leads i would augment that list of leads with a tool like hunter.io and then i would really just send a manual email then you know once i know my lead is good having looked at their their reviews having looked at their website maybe even having mystery shop them or call them to be able mm -hmm. to make some kind of comment about their real business and the goal you know the goal is to ask a question to get people to respond right so are you looking for more clients um, are you struggling with any particular areas of your business um, i've noticed in your area uh, there's people that seem to be much bigger that have more reviews um, do you need help right so that's the first thing creating trust getting people to actually respond to your email and um, so you have to find a way to do that first right and um, so getting a list augmenting that list then it's a copywriting exercise of getting people to actually respond to you and mm -hmm. then it's a matter of moving people from a response just a soft answer to moving them to an actual sales conversation yep. so some people call and that yeah go, go ahead go ahead i like how um black hat wizard does it he just it's a very simple way to to do some cold outreach to people that inside the niche that you have a solution for their problems and he i'm going to read one of his tweets which is very a very good way to 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 outreach people and he just says like put a one sentence case study in your cold emails and see how that affects responses and here's the example he he uses in between quotes we recently helped company a 15 person agency in dallas sign a ten thousand dollar a month contract using personalized cold emails. Now I love to do the same for you. Case study, here's the result. Here's Beautiful. the type of client that we helped with, uh, that we solved their problems. And he, and I would like to do the same for you. One-liner, one-liner, a one-liner case study that says everything. One, after you do that, you just add a link to a scheduler. I suggest using Calendly, which is a great, great um, tool to to schedule uh, phone calls and, and live calls with, with Zoom or, or just whatever, just scheduling something, a, a phone call with you. And it's free. There's a paid version, but you don't even have to pay for it because it's so powerful. The free version is so powerful that you don't even need to use it. Let me share the, the link with I, you for Calendly. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to add, um, you may want to test with that and without. Calendly. Yeah, you may want to test with and without a call to action to book a call in the very first email. Okay. Um, you, you, you want to get people to do the smallest micro commitment possible. Yeah, to, to reply. And mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a big ask, right? For yep. you to ask a stranger to book a call with you, to commit to 30, 45 minutes, et cetera. And I'm not saying it can't work. It, it absolutely can. And um, the more social proof you have, if you have that kind of case study that can help, but I would also test, um, would you like to learn more, right? Something like that. Um, and another formula that people use sometimes, you know, short email, short case study, and then 
Reply with the number one if you never want to hear from me again. Reply with number two if you want a free training. Reply with number three if you'd like to chat. To chat. So that's another way. You've got to make it really simple, right? Reduce the friction. Make it stupid simple. Super you make the decision for actually. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I like that. And and I've seen other people using that same strategy or similar strategy for for face in Facebook groups. Like they just write. Oh, a case study about something yeah. or teach you whatever they, the, the hell they want to teach you. And then they add the following comment, like, um, if you would like to learn more about this, write this little word in yeah. the re reply with this little word, I will send you a yeah. free guide or whatever. And you see the comments with all the people just replying with those little words that they asked of the person to, to reply with in the comments. And you get people to engage because here's the thing. Once you get someone to act upon your requests, that's the first step of actually persuading them into buying from you. So imagine this. You this. The biggest thing someone can do for you is actually performing the actions that you tell them to perform, regardless of the action. You know how hard it is to get a stranger <laughs> to do something for you, even just a copy-paste this and, and just hit the reply button or, or, or the post-comment post button? That's a big thing. And that is a one step ahead of many other people that don't even do what, what we're doing, which is persuading people into taking action, into buying our stuff, into, we, into joining our email list, into replying to our emails, into, of course, at the end, just buying everything we sell. So by making that, you said something very, very cool that I liked. By giving people the choices that they have, you make it simpler for them to make the decision on how to move forward. Adding in that first email, like the, the, the next actions, reply yeah. with one if you would like to learn more, reply with two if you would like this, reply with three if you don't want to hear from me anymore. That's a great way to just avoid the bullshit and just go right to the, to the, uh, to the close yeah. once you get them into the phone call. And I'll add, you know, what we're the principle behind this, it's not that this specific strategy is the end all and be all. It's that you're it's you're one reducing, strategy, yeah. You're you're reducing friction, right? And give you some a couple of examples. Um on Twitter, a lot of people have products on Gumroad, right? And Gumroad has pros and has cons. A major pro of Gumroad is that after you've made your first purchase, you have an account, your credit card is memorized. So if I was yeah. selling an ebook today. And um, I don't think Gumroad is the best platform, but I think it makes total sense to use something that people are already trained on. If people click on a Gumroad link, they've seen 10 other ones, their credit card is memorized, they can just enter their email, pick the bike wow. or the bus or the palm tree or whatever the I'm not a robot is that day, uh, and then buy, right? If I have to create a whole other account on a whole other platform, re-enter my credit card, I've increased the friction. Yep. So. The same is true for, you know, can you log in or create an account with Google, with Apple, um, or do I have to create a whole other thing, right? So reducing friction is huge, especially in the beginning. Um, so a short message, so going back to email, right? A short mm -hmm. message um, that has some personalization, that has some social proof, and mm -hmm. where the next step, it's very clear what the next step is. That's the first thing. So many people, as you said, right? You cold call, you cold email, and then it's not even clear what you want from me. You know, you, you get telemarketers calling you, 
hey, it's John from this thing. And I'm like, what, like, what do you want, right? Like, I don't need to know your name or like, what can you do for me in the next five seconds? So it's the same thing. Attention is very scarce. So you want to make it super easy for people to respond. And even then, it is very much a volume game, right? If you send 100 cold emails, you will not get 100 people that are interested. If you get five responses, that, that's pretty good, right? If you get more, yeah. fantastic. As you have more social proof, as you, you craft the right copy, you iterate and you test, you might be get, able to get into the, you know, the 7 the 10 the 15% um, response rate. But that, that's the idea, right? You want, you want to solve each problem in sequence. Sometimes people worry about what happens, like what payment method am I using? I can't use Stripe in my country or things like that. And that's not a bad question, but it's worry about that when you get there, right? Are you getting yep. enough sales calls to get enough yeses? Are you actually getting people to say a real yes with a real credit card? And then you worry about Stripe or PayPal or uh, whatever mechanism you, you use. So solve one problem at a time in sequence. It's funny that you say that because I cannot use Stripe in my country. So I, I, when I started out, I was like, man, how can I get people to pay me with their credit cards? I cannot use Stripe. So I just went with Gumroad and with PayPal. Yeah. Uh, and people don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care what you use. They just want you to solve the problem. And if you can promise something to them and then you make that promise and then you deliver on your promises, they just don't care how to pay. They'll pay gladly. And, and you know, to close, to close this um, call, because I know that you have something in around five or 10 minutes, I want to talk about where can people find you? Because I'm going to upload this to YouTube. Um, and just one last final word. Let's just call it a platitude, the, the alpha platitude, <laughs> on, uh, just to in inspire people to take action and just to, to stop focusing on problems that they still don't have and just solving the problems that they have right now. So first, where can they find you? And then the, the alpha platitude. <laughs> so, I mean, the best place to find me, if you want to put my Twitter handle in the, in the comments, uh, that's the best place to, to find me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a free Twitter course to help you build an audience, uh, monetize your, your social media. Uh, Twitter is the case study, but you can really take those tactics and those strategies and apply them to other platforms. Um, and maybe just, you know, 10 seconds about me. Um, I own an agency. Uh, you're missing an I in my, in my handle. I have my, my French name in my, uh, Olivier. In my handle. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. I have, uh, I have my government Olivier. name. In, uh, but yeah, I, I, I own an agency. I had never I noticed that. Wow. Well, like that? Olivier like Cantin? That, right, thank you. Yeah. So I have an agency. I started from zero so i was mm -hmm. where you were about two years ago and now i have another business in the in the health space with uh, my my business partner pd mangan mm -hmm. and the stuff you worry about on day one you always want to think in sequence right going back to that that that's why that that finding a problem associating the right skill thinking about lead generation you you want to solve things in order and in sequence. Don't worry about problems from the future. Don't read 20 books with all kinds of hypothetical scenarios, how to be a CEO, <laughs> manage a team of 100 people. 
Um, start small. Find the first thing to do, deconstruct that into the smallest possible task. And um, there's a ton of resources out there for free. Uh, there's some books, there's some courses, there's some coaching. And you may need some of it, you may need none of it, but find the smallest thing you can actually uh, impact and, and solve for, um, and then do that in sequence. Oliver, thank you so much for <laughs> joining in such a short notice. I just sent you like a message like 36 minutes ago, which is basically the, mo the moment where, <laughs> where we started this. And you said, yes, give me a minute. You just join in and we have this thing. On a new platform that I'm trying out, StreamYard.com. I, I like it very much, man. It's fantastic what we could do. I appreciate you. End. I appreciate oh, you. Oh, by Jose. the way, someone has something. One last question for you. This is a good question from the Do Lab. Um, I, uh, what, what I do do is uh, I take your Spotify playlist. I do my hair in the mirror. And then by magic, uh, things happen. <laughs> Oliver, Olivier, <laughs> thank you so much, man. I, I enjoy your content. I like everything you of course, do. Jose, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're good buddies. We're, we're due for a private conversation as well, uh, you and me, yeah. uh, in the near future. Um, thanks, everyone, for, for watching, and we'll do, we'll do more of these. This is, uh, this is fun. Good platform. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone that joined in. Uh, even uh, my friend Paul French there, uh, who's uh, calling me ugly, so that's not very nice. Ollie has That's a not very nice. Paul. Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul is a great copywriter. No hey man, I love this. Beautiful hat. That, that, that's Dude, yeah, I just good, love uh, it. And for, for people that go live, I'm on my laptop now, right? Usually, I don't think you can go live on Periscope on your uh, on your laptop. On this, you can. So yeah, this is solid. Yeah, uh, I do. I, I do have it. to bounce on a on a call. Let's do it again soon, my friend. Uh, enjoy you your soon. Dominican Sunday. Oh, it's raining right now, so I can't enjoy anything. So it's a shame. Talk to you mindset, soon, my man. Mindset problem. You can enjoy everything. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <It's it. laughs> All right.